The views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, it will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Blueprints. I'm your host, Ryan, and always joining me just on the other side of town, Drew the Intern. Drew, how you doing? Oh, what a day. What a place. It's, uh, it's a good day to put a smile on your face. Um, very excited to be here. Episode 5. We did it. Episode 5. So, it's this is, uh, this is morning. Um, this is our earliest podcast we've done. This is the first one that I don't think uh neither one of us have an alcoholic beverage. Oh, I know. I'm sitting and I'm sitting drinking an Arnold Palmer cuz I have to be at work in a few hours and you have to be to work even sooner. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and hop right into this uh this episode here. Um our last last week we talked about where did we visit? We visited uh Silver Dollar City. Mhm. We got Seems like our most popular episode. Yeah, it's already past episode 3 in downloads. So that's something I did not tell you before we started this. So, so let's look at some feedback we received. Uh, Coastercron Adam, he, we didn't get any emails this week, which is surprising. I was, I usually expect an email, but we all got all Twitter. Coastercron Adam said, at Park Blueprints, at Drew the Intern, great show, great ideas for SDC. Nighttime show would need to come with extended hours. Love the flyer idea. And then you and him kind of chatted back and forth for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we have, Lucas, at the Hipster Quest. He said, at Park Blueprints, do CGA, hashtag, never stop, never settle. And then replied to himself, saying, at Park Blueprints, you should do CGA because it is a smaller and less recognized park compared to the parks you've done. That's a very true statement. It is less recognized and quite a bit smaller. Then, Andrew, at Online Hide said, at Park Blueprints, been digging the shows. Here's one, Kennywood. feel like I don't hear a lot of people speculating on that park's future. And that's true. We were going to do Kennywood, but we're waiting for that because we have a special guest to help us with that episode. So we decided to go ahead and do California's Great America. Yeah, and then I also had uh, another conversation on Twitter uh, with at Pepper's Ghost. Uh, we were bantering back and forth. He did not tag Theme Park Blueprints, but it was about the show. And he wanted to know uh, what made me think Silver Dollar City lost the rights to A Christmas Carol because Charles Dickens died a really long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we went back and forth. I learned a lot about the park, about how um, while um, The uh, Wonderful Life is going to be a new show for Dollywood this year, it's actually been at Silver Dollar City for a couple of years already. Hmm. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. He taught me some information there. And it should be exciting. But, uh, yeah. It, 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 if any of those things, I mean, I want to go to that park anyway, but if any of those things happen, I really want to go to that park. So let's go ahead and get right in on this show. Uh, we're going to California. We're going to Santa Clara, California, to do California's Great America. This is an interesting park. I've never been there. You've never been there. No. So this is um, our first that neither of us have been to. However, the thing that makes it really interesting is we've sort of been to part of this park. We have, because both of us have been to Six Flags Great America, which was its sister park back in the day when it was uh, Marriott's park. Mm -hmm. So this could be a weird deja vu kind of park. But anyway, let's go ahead and look back at what they've added in the past couple of years to kind of get an idea of where they've been going and everything like that. So back in 2012, they introduced Fastlane. Um, I think this was kind of the year that everybody in the chain implemented it because mm -hmm. they were testing it in 2011 and then 2012 is when all the parks got it. The and interesting thing is they never got Fastlane Plus ever. I don't think they really need it. Probably not. I don't think they have too many. I mean, what's what's their lowest capacity uh, big ride? They don't have one. So, and they haven't really added in that that signature ride yet. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Also, one thing that was going to really kind of change and was really a big, huge thing with that park was in 2012, construction started on Levi's Stadium, the new uh, 49ers stadium, right in their parking lot. That caused a whole bunch of, oh, we're selling the park. No, we're not selling the park. All that stuff. And it ended up probably working out in the park's benefit to not sell the park. Yeah, it did. Um, 2013 is when they added Gold Striker, which is their um, GCI wooden coaster that actually does that really cool thing. The real cool turn, dive, drop around their observation tower. And But the real highlight of 2013 was Happy Feet Mumble's Wild Ride in their action theater. Yeah, and it's a shame that's not there anymore, but we'll get to that later. Uh, 2014, they introduced Fun TV. Was that the year that all the parks kind of just introduced it, or did they I, introduce that in phases? I believe it was all at the same time. Okay. it's If you don't know what that is, that's the QTVs that show the same thing. They show, like, the weather, the ride times, um, information that's going around, hot, you know, new entertainment news and stuff like that. It's just to not make you bored, but at least at Cedar Point when they did that, they dropped all the Q music, which I really enjoyed Q music, but now it's gone. Um, Flight Deck also was painted red and white, so that's a thing. And didn't I think they had painted it, repainted it a couple years earlier. Mm-hmm. And then this one's a little bit of controversy. Yeah, uh-oh, watch out for this one, Great America fans. Um, Grizzly, uh, the loading dock was painted red and white. And then there was a public campaign pleading with management requesting they please don't paint the grizzly like everything else in the park has been over the years. It is supposed to be wood and paint always looks terrible after a few years. That is directly from Wikipedia. So then we know it's 100% factual. Yep, exactly. And I mean, paint does look terrible after a few years. Uh Uh-huh. Especially on a wooden coaster. Exactly. Uh, 2015, so we're getting closer to now. It looks like they kind of finalized their kids' area and made it Planet Snoopy. So that was the last, I think, of like the kids' zones and everything like that. <laughs> so now we're just, it's all its all peanuts now. And then 2016, so this year, they opened up Mass Effect in their, you know, what, in the action theater. And it's actually getting some pretty, pretty good reviews. Um this was the year they teamed up with um, Electronic Arts and they brought Mass Effect to California's Great America and they did Plants vs. Zombies over in Carowinds. I did not get a chance to do Plants vs. Zombies when I was there earlier this year because I was only there for an hour. And But we're going to go back later this year and try to get on it. It's definitely something that appeals to me. Um, granted, I'm not a video game guy, so I don't know what Mass Effect is. But apparently, I guess it's a really famous video game. It's or it's, popular. It's, it is popular. Yeah, it's over the past like ten years. It's really popular. And then, also this year, they well, it hasn't started yet, but they are going to do Winterfest this winter. This is the big excitement because uh, if it's successful here, then we probably will see it at the other Cedar Fair parks. So I'm really hoping California Great America pulls this off really well. Yes, me too. Can you imagine riding Fury in like the middle of December? I didn't, I'm just happy to ride Fury any time of the year. That that mm-hmm. ride was amazing. And it was. Um, also, which I didn't even realize this until we were putting this outline together minutes before the show. It's the park's 40th anniversary. Ah, what a day. What a place. So I'm surprised they didn't add a little bit more to their park to get ready for that to celebrate, but... It is what it is. They decided they were going to go with video games and holiday fun. So yeah. so now we are we've caught up in time and it's time to look at this park and figure out what's really going to get us to go there. So, 2017. What are we thinking, Drew? Oh, man. Man, man, man. This is such a hard thing to do because, as you can see, they've had a lot of, like, improvement years. And then some years they've gotten new things. Mm-hmm. I mean, so with, I think Cedar Fair has done a great job kind of just doing the little tidy-ups that maybe Paramount mm-hmm. had 
neglected, but it's still not enough to make California's Great America a top tier uh, Cedar Fair Park. I would say it's on that that bottom rung with your Dorney, your Worlds mm-hmm. of Fun, Valley Fair, and Michigan's Adventure. Uh, well, here's what I think is going to happen in 2017. If you look at what rides are open for Winterfest, Vortex is not one of them. Okay. So, uh, Vortex is their B&M stand-up coaster that's not re- uh, renowned for being very good. Exactly. It's one of the mm-hmm. it's one of the very first B&Ms. Mm-hmm. So are we thinking, is it leaving? Is it switching? Is it changing? I'm thinking uh, Rougarou treatment is coming. That, I, I could see that. Um, two... You know, because that one what uses seven car trains, yeah, uh-huh. just two seven car floorless trains. Mm-hmm. You know, it's B and M probably is going to be able to do the station cheaper. Throw in a new coat of paint, and you've got a new ride. Yeah, seems pretty simple and quick turnaround, and I could see that being the new attraction for 2017. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was thinking. Um, the uh, the quick and easy turnaround there. I, I know Cedar Fair has said that one park is getting a new ride, a new roller coaster, which seems like it's going to be Kings Island, and one park is getting a enhanced ride or something, some vocabulary there, refurbished. I don't know exactly what they reimagined. I forget what word they said, but. I think that leads me to think that it's the uh, the Rougarou treatment on Vortex. Um, whether or not the Rougarou treatment was worth it or whatnot, it definitely gave them a new ride to market. It changed the experience of the ride. And it, uh, it whether or not it's temporary, it at least improved demand for that attraction. Yeah, the general public, I think the, the demand for stand-up roller coasters or the enjoyment of stand-up roller coasters have kind of severely gone downhill. It's kind of in the same place that the SLCs are for, you know, enthusiasts. There's no reason to ride them, most of them say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that. Which weird is, is the ride still purple and yellow? Because on Google Maps, it's bright white. But is that just a primer? I think the ride is purple and yellow. Because on the, on the park map, it's purple and yellow. Um. Well, let's see what RCDB makes it look like. RCDB has it purple and yellow. It's uh, really faded. A, uh-huh. Okay. So that must be what happened. It's an ugly ride. Yeah. So they'll probably get new paint. Yeah, I would, well, I would assume that's all part of the the whole thing. Is um, I could see them probably come like their haunt season, just starting to paint it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This park does have a season. It does close. So, who knows? Yeah, their haunt season is very popular. Winterfest, we'll find out if it's popular or not. I, I think at this park, it'll, it will it will do well. Uh-huh. If it does well here, I could see it moving into some of the other more um, climate-controlled or you know better climate areas. Like your Carowinds would be the big one. Carowinds, probably Knott's. Well, Knott's already has... Do they have... Knott's Mary Farm, because the park's open year-round anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I I could see it going to, you know, a a Carowinds, a King's Dominion, possibly King's Island, and maybe wait another year. Because Cedar Point's not in a very... No, Cedar Point wouldn't have anything that you'd be able to run, really. Exactly. Those Intamins don't really like cold weather. The B&Ms there don't like cold weather. So, Plus, on Christmas, it's very likely that it is 50-plus mile-an-hour winds whipping across Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. So, I could see it going to more of the southern parks. Mm-hmm. So... You think anything else in 2017, or are we just is it just going to be kind of a mild year for them? I mean, to be fair, I don't think a a, a Rougarou treatment on Vortex is a mild addition for Great America. Yeah, it's a bit of a a bigger thing. Uh huh. So that would be 
yeah, I think that's that's about it. The Rugaroo, the Ruga Vortex. The Ruga Vortex. So okay, let's move on to the next year. Uh twenty eighteen. What are we thinking? Um You know, I don't necessarily know if twenty eighteen is the year for this, but it is interesting to me that they still have Boomerang Bay. Yep. Um, and you've got Kings Island and Kings Dominion both went to Soak Cities. Carol, uh, Carowinds went to Carolina Harbor. A whole new, like, branded area. Is there really a reason to get rid of the Boomerang Bay theming, the name? I mean, was there really a reason to get rid of the Kid Zone theming to go to Planet Snoopy? I think that was more or less to introduce, you know, Snoopy more to the the park. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. there. I mean, they're paying for that mascot, so. And what was a Kid Zone? Yeah, I don't know. See, I could see the the water park getting some love um, because it's not the, the best water park. In looking mm-hmm. looking at the aerials here, they they might have like a few. They just have a couple slides. Actually, they don't even really have that. What do we have here? It looks as if there's that Jackaroo Landings. Mm-hmm. There's that Didgeridoo Falls and Tasmanian Typhoon, and Down Under Thunder. I think is what it is. That are underneath their log ride. And then they have mm-hmm. a lazy river and a wave pool, basically. There's no signature slides there. No. So I want I would like to build up their water park, you know, directly across the with a little retention pond or little creek there. There's a whole huge neighborhood. Those people they need a water park. Mm-hmm. Man, that is weird how close the houses are to this park. Yeah, they're they're closer than Stone's Throw. Mm-hmm. So let's let's figure something out for this water park, I'm thinking. So I know it's not the prettiest looking thing, but you can always build over your lazy river and just have your lazy river go underneath some water slides. You can. Um You've also got the the concrete pad next to the lazy river, right next to the uh, screaming wombat. Yeah, that one, that thing with like the little, uh, it looks like the tin roof. Maybe it looks like a parade show building, mm-hmm. like the one that they have at Cedar Point. That whole plot there, and some of that retention pond behind their rip roaring rockets. I think that can go and be used in expansion. For the water park. So, yeah, I'm thinking the Cedar Fair favorite slide complex is coming. Let's drop that in there. Maybe add in, you know, maybe kind of go a little more all out and do do a funnel even. Or You, you do love those funnel I, slides. I do like the funnels. They're nice. They don't take up that much room. They are, they're eye-catching. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Even Maybe even that favorite King's water park that the twisting two like slides that kind of intertwine and corkscrew mm-hmm. down that both the king's parks have mm-hmm. let's 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 kind of just build out we can um have one of the big water slides empty right into the castaway creek like a lot of you know water slides do that'll save space for a uh, splashdown pool I think that because this this to me is the sorriest of the water parks that I've seen. Yes, even Machine Adventures assume, is better. I assume being in California, it's hot a lot. I would I would assume so. I mean, I don't think they get too hot. I think they have more of a mild summer, but still, let's let's do this. I want to do a water park. Do we rename it? Does it get branded? I think it's Soak City. Soak City. Soak City rebranding and expansion. I think it's the all new Soak City. 
because I mean, Soak City is not a new term to California because there's standalone mm-hmm. Soak Cities are all over the place. So it's not it's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird how like their log ride goes underneath of their water slides, and their water slides exit way over to this. That's it's a weird layout. Was it the Down Under Thunder? It's the family slide that exits in the complete opposite. Their water park's just weird. Mm-hmm. They need to tighten that up. Okay. <laughs> but it just shows that they don't have a problem, like, shoving things in random places. Exactly. And the water park was, I mean... Like, look where the Jackaroo Landings is. Yeah, it's... Boomer, the Boomerang Bay exit is about where the equivalent of vertical velocity is at, at uh, Great America. Mm-hmm. And then they took out one of their log rides. And in that spot back here, remember, that was where Stealth was. Yes. Which is weird to me that this park had Stealth and then to get moved away. I also just found out they were going to get hypersonic, but they actually removed their entire uh, steam train for it and then ended up building it in Kings Dominion instead. Mm. So, interesting. Okay. So, I think I think that's good for that year. I think 20, 20, uh, yeah, 2018... Just expand the water park, Soak City, which brings us up to 2019. Now, do we think that Winterfest is going to be popular enough that it's going to continue? I think so. Um, Because then going back to 2017, I know we're jumping around here a little bit, but I just thought about this. 2017, you're probably going to see a full park Winterfest or more rides open for Winterfest. Yeah, we could do that. Do you think they will do a kind of like a winter Christmas themed layover in their action theater? I could see that too. Or do you think the contract with Electronic Arts allows that? I could see that also. So, you know, let's, yeah, Winterfest expansion. Mm -hmm. This is back, you know, in 2017. Maybe. Action theater. Um, I I guarantee they're going to do some sort of live entertainment show that'll be Christmas related or winter you know related. They'll probably have a spot in the park that's got fake snow, kind of thing. And they've got a lot of theaters in this park. Well, their theaters are actually on Fastlane. You can get VIP seating for their shows through Fastlane. One of these years, we're gonna we're we'll fix that and we'll put a something that they're gonna need fast lane for. So, do you think any twenty eighteen expansions to Winterfest? Do you think though it'll kind of just stay the path? Stay the same. Once you get it to the full park, I don't think you're gonna need to keep expanding. I don't think it's gonna be different. No. Okay, so twenty nineteen. I'm looking around the park here, I'm trying to see any pads of expansion room um there's room behind grizzly a little bit there is the county fair picnic grove and what looks to be an employee parking lot uh-huh. um you've got the whole maintenance sheds you've got the go-karts are those go-karts even still there let me pull up the actual park map yep go-karts are still there thunder raceway then we've got the big ponds and dirt areas across the water or right there by uh, flight deck where it has that turn right over the water. That's a big plot of land. And then there's another ugly boneyard looking thing in their parking lot. And then you have, I don't think Whitewater Falls is going to stay much longer. Mm-hmm. That takes up a big plot of land with even more room behind gold striker and behind demon going all the way back behind grizzly so you think whitewater falls is 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 loan for the world because to me i think the cedar fair 
in them would probably take out the Roaring Rapids first. My idea, I don't know what you're thinking. Roaring Rapids does take up a huge plot of land. Um, wow, really? With that and that plot of land, that's a huge plot. Um, personally, my opinion, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a big coaster. Is it something that needs to be done? Do they have a height limit? I don't know if they have a height limit. I think it's a little over 200 feet. Okay, totally fine. Um, I'm thinking... Pull out Whitewater Falls, remove Whitewater Falls, and use that section, that plot of land that goes over there, behind Gold Striker, behind Demon, possibly behind Grizzly as well, and put in a B&M Hyper, as tall as they can get it. Um, the park doesn't have that marquee attraction. It just doesn't. And, and neither does the area. And neither does the area. I mean, what people are... I mean, just up the road is Discovery Kingdom. They're not that far apart from each other. They don't have that marquee attraction because they have a huge height limit that they are fighting. So you put in B&M Hyper. On that side of the park is a bunch of businesses. They can deal with it. B&Ms are pretty quiet. Exactly. I mean, you can't even hear Mako. It's quiet. So that's what that's what I'm submitting. The other side of the park is a little more sensitive because you do have all those houses there. Mm-hmm. So I can see why they put the wooden coaster all the way on the other end of the park. But at the same time, you live next to a theme park. It's probably been there since before you moved in. Exactly. It's going to be loud. So do you, are you having any ideas? Yeah, no, the hypercoaster seems like a good idea to me. Um, yeah, I I can see it. Okay, I'm I'm thinking that yeah. B and M hyper remove remove the splashdown. What is I'm 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 just kind of moving through the park here. Um, you've got Google Maps up. I tried to see if I could match it up with anything on the actual park map, mm-hmm. but over just by um, Grizzly and the Food Festival, there's mm-hmm. a weird plot of land with a circle concrete pad in the middle of it. Do we know what that is? So over by Grizzly. Oh, that is where Invertigo used to be. And so that's just gone. There's, yeah. there's nothing there now. It's just a. That's just grass there. That's just grass. Okay. I'm just trying to get my. I know what I think can go there. Okay. We doing anything else for 2019? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think that's, yeah, that's a good addition for 2019. 2020. Off year. It's got to be. You can't add in a B&M Hyper to a smaller park that is not really on the top of their radar and then follow it with another big addition. Mm-hmm. So. However, I think this California Great America is going to be the next Carowinds, the park that they dump money in and invest in. At least, at least our California's Great America is going to be the... The park where they're dumping money into. It's, I mean, what's their operating season? I don't think the weather there gets that bad to where I think they can. I think 2000, ready for this, 2019 becomes year-round operation. Oh. Because Discovery Kingdom is year-round. It's weekends only in January and February up until spring break. But it's it's the Magic Mountain schedule where it is a year-round park. You can go every week. Man, looking at their operating schedule here, it's terrible. Like, they're closed a bunch in the middle of August. We need to fix that. This needs to be a year-round park. Uh-huh. Obviously, the only time you can't do it is 
you know, it's, it's closed during home, you know, 49ers homes games. That's mm-hmm. that's something that happens. Not this year. This is the first year where it's not going to be. It says right here on their website, California's Great America will be closed during 49ers home games. Okay. I've, interesting. So, cause Which only affects I, one day of the week, potentially. Uh-huh. It's interesting because we were talking about it during um uh, the In the Loop podcast, and they're scheduled to be open all of those Sundays. The August 14th, they are not opened. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe I don't know, or maybe are there do they have any days where it closes early or anything? No, I don't see it. So I don't know, but it does it does say it right there. So I'm gonna assume that it's it's true. But yeah, let's year round park. I like that idea. So like on November, I don't think we're going to be like Monday through Sunday. No, 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 no. I'm. But know. I think you're going to see uh, Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays. I think you're going to be open. You also got to remember this is a park in a major metropolitan city, so the main employee, you know, pool is high school students. They can't really work during the middle of the week. No. So you're, it's not like. You know, down here in Orlando, where you get a lot of, you know, people that are actually moving there to work at these parks, that's not happening so much in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, I think, you're going to have to keep it weekends only during the winter, just like, you know, these other parks that have these extended seasons that aren't, you know, knots or, you know, Magic Mountain. And you do weekends. Yeah, Friday nights, Saturdays, Sundays, have Sundays close at like 8 p.m. I was going to say, Sunday will be an early close. Just like, yeah, just like the Hollow Weekends up at Cedar Point. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, so we've got an extended park season now. We haven't had any rides. We haven't done anything else in the park. Do we have a sit-down restaurant at all in this place? Do we know? I have no idea. Let's see plan to visit things to do dining i'm gonna see if we have a sit down they have a dining plan so we don't need to worry about that i think that's just kind of a thing that's all around Mm -hmm. crocodile canteen okay they've got game time sports bar that sounds like it yep so there's your sit down place they have a lot of food options Oh, new for 2015, they added in uh, Starbucks in Planet Snoopy. So when you're watching your kids and you need that little pick-me-up, go to Starbucks. Okay, so that takes care of that idea. I was worried about a food. Oh, and they have a Joe Cool Cafe, too. It looks to be the same as Cedar Points. Okay, Um, looking around the park here. Can you think of anything? I have an idea for 2021 just because I want to add a 2021 to this to this mm-hmm. show because it is their 45th. So I'm leaving 2020 is quite a, kind of a quiet year. Mm-hmm. The big news is we're open year round. Yes. So like it didn't close in 2019. Yep, it did not close at the end of 2019 and then has just stayed open. Mm-hmm. I would like to put something in, though. I want to put in, like, a small ride. Uh, maybe this is phase two of Cedar Fair ride recycling. Mm-hmm. And they go and they salvage rides from over in Europe and Germany and other things like that. And maybe bring some of those, more of those rides over. I think it's going to be either that or I think you'll see that California or the uh, the Skyhawk from uh, Canada's Wonderland. I think you might see that flat ride pop up here. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you thinking maybe in that plot of land? Um, or do you, you know, or do you have that's ideas? a giant? It is. That's a giant plot of land for just a small flat ride what, tower. What if we took that plot of land and we put in the we put in the the Skyhawk? 
you know, put in put in the Skyhawk from from Canada's Wonderland there, not from there, but the same kind of ride. Mm-hmm. And we also put in like a barren curve right there if we can if they can find one, and maybe like another small classic flat. Then you kind yeah. of have like a, a little like flat ride plaza right there. Yeah, flat trifecta. Yep, it's and it. make make that area look a little nice. Because mm-hmm. they is that one of those fancy looking right next to it? Is that one of those awesome archways that you go through like the planter area? You know what I'm talking about? Like Kings Island used to have one. Kings Dominion does have one. You got them at Six Flags over Georgia. That appears like, to be yeah. Weird spot, but I love those things. They're so nice. Like when we were in Carowinds, like, my girlfriend was thoroughly improved. You know, impressed with those planters. She goes, "Oh, I love this. I want." I want to just hang out in here. But, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a uh, flat ride, flat ride uh, plaza right there. I like that. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can think of? No, I mean, it seems like a big year for them. It seems it seems like a yeah, it's a big step without doing much. If that makes sense, like they're not breaking a bunch of ground. They're not you know, building a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, going from a seasonal park to a year-round park, that's that's big. But then that leads me into 2021, which I have kind of an off-the-walls idea, and I want to bounce it off of you. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't told you about this idea yet, but I had the idea before the show. Um, a couple years ago, I was looking, I was surfing around on forums and a guy that said he had worked for Paramount's Great America was on the message board. And he was disclosing information of what they had previously planned. There was a giant Morgan hypercoaster that was planned for the park. There was like a whole entertainment district, almost like its own like downtown Disney city walk mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um. I'm really I'm bouncing this off of you before we make a decision. I kind of want in the front of the park there where they have they have the amphitheater. You don't you don't need an amphitheater if you have a stadium right on the other side of the parking lot. I kind of was thinking the amphitheater's got to go sometimes. Wor- like I get it. It works at the other parks. Doesn't work here. But it it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to sell a concert there when you have any time that Levi Stadium has a concert. You could just have your park open and you would get people to come anyway. Exactly. So, take out the Redwood Amphitheater, whatever this building is, right in the front of the park. I don't know what that is. With, like, the circles on it? Yeah. The, like, way up in the front. What is that? Let me, uh-huh. see, let me see here. That is, if my maps here would load. This is a great time for my... My park map to not load anything. Are you talking about the bumper cars area? No, 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 no. Like way up in the very front, like in front of yeah, where those two circles are. In front. oh, so like the 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 pavilion. It looks like a picnic pavilion. It does look like a picnic pavilion, but then it also looks kind of like a maintenance boneyard at the same time. Well, the park is not open during this, uh, during where our Google Maps are. If you see like there's trucks okay. on the midway and it's stuff, the Great America Pavilion, right up front. Yeah. And now that I've got this. Get rid of that. You've got the pavilions in the back. I understand that, you know, doing like company picnics in there. I want to remove all that up in the front of the park. And I want to expand into some of that water that's behind. Mm -hmm. This is obviously going to be like a multi-year project, but this is like the first year that they kind of announce it and start building. And then the park entrance is way off to the right. So you have plenty of room to build that nighttime thing to capitalize on the stadium to make it kind of like a a destination place. It's kind of what I'm thinking because they had planned that at one point. I don't know if I'll ever be able to find that online again, but you've got the college right there. So you're probably going to have, you've got college kids that want to do this. You've got some nice hotels in the area. And a convention center. You've got a convention center. You have a National Football League stadium in your parking lot. 
it's not only open on Sundays for football games. That thing is going to be used all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, WrestleMania was there. WrestleMania. They're going You'll to probably have, see the Super Bowl there at some point. Mm-hmm. You'll have, you know, monster truck rallies and, you know, concerts and all this stuff going on. Give them something to do when the show's over. I don't, I'm not trying to persuade, you know, persuade you into this. This is just something I thought of. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is definitely a project that I could see them getting in here. Because that's, it's, it just, when I read that a couple years ago, I was like, man, that sounds like a really great idea. And it sounded like Paramount was really going to put the money into that place. And then I think the whole CBS, you know, Viacom split and restructuring happened and they didn't want the parks anymore. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just put the brakes on that. And I think that that was the main thing that really hurt this park was the whole restructuring of Paramount. It kind of just became forgotten. And I think only up until recently did Cedar Fair remember this park existed. Yeah, I mean, at one point they they were selling it. They announced that they were selling it. And then the company that was going to buy it backed out. Um, I mean, like I had to point out, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, Kinzel clearly bought the Paramount Parks just for Kings Island. Oh, yeah. And and then after after they bought the parks, that's when they realized that Canada's Wonderland is the the attendance powerhouse that it is and, you know, the potential for Carowinds. I mean, Kinzel's son was the, the president over the general manager over at Carowinds for a while. Mm-hmm. Ah, is that that Artagon movie cup you're drinking out of? Mm-hmm. Best movie theater in town. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Do you think that they will add any additional rides to the park during that year? Because I could see something like an upcharge slingshot get built into the park. I mean, they've probably got um, the slingshot team on speed dial at this point. Mm-hmm. So I could see that dropping in. Let me see. Right over by, maybe by RC Boats, over by, you know, Whitewater Falls. There's probably going to be land right there. They could drop it in right next to the Extreme Sky Flyer and uh-huh. kind of, you know, maybe even do like a package deal. Like, it's $20 for this, or $20 each, but if you want to ride both, it's 30 kind of thing. Yeah. I could see that. I just think the slingshot is going to ultimately end up at almost every Cedar Fair Park. I could I could see that because it's impressive. You need, you know, for a while the upcharge attraction was the little SNS swings and there's no need for that. So, I think we've we've kind of caught up. I think this is we are have set the park in motion to be a great Cedar Fair Park. America. I <laughs> I have a feeling that this after these expansions, especially after 2019 putting in the BNM Hyper, um I think this has the potential of jumping up to being in like the King's Dominion realm of you know, mm-hmm. like level of park and then after going year round and doing their whole, you know, city walk style area I think then it has potential of jumping up to a Carowinds, you know, style and having their their attendance really just ramp up. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting. This is besides maybe knots. This is the one park that looks like it's in walking distance of a lot of places. Yeah. Um, I know you're not I mean, walking anywhere your, from Cedar Point. But you've got your, your football stadium. You have the convention center. Um. You've got several hotels. You have businesses, so you had like a an after work happy hour. I could see some of those business people coming over there. Exactly. That's I mean, that's one of the reasons why you have that little little city walk in area. And, you know, if you're walking over there, yeah, have a walking path. They can just walk right in. They don't have to pay a parking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just like if you get dropped off at City Walk, you don't at here in, you know, Universal, 
you don't have to pay for anything. You can just go in. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. So, I think we did it. Yeah. I hope I hope you're happy, Lucas. Lucas, let us know how you feel. If you like our ideas, if you hate our ideas, I know you're going to tell us immediately because you always do. But and we appreciate that. We do. We we appreciate you for for listening and being adamant. And I know you're going to suggest Discovery Kingdom immediately after this one. So we'll get there. At this point, we are now two Cedar Fair, two Six Flags, and a... Uh, Hershend. So let's go ahead and quickly kind of go over what we talked about um, just to kind of refresh everybody. So if they decide to tune out everything in the middle, they can come right to this. Uh, 2017, we wanted to take Vortex and make it Ruga Vortex. Expand Winterfest throughout the entire park and maybe do an action theater show. That's all contractual obligations with Electronic Arts. 2018, Soak City comes to town. Uh, They rebrand the Boomerang Bay to Soak City and expand the water park out. Add some more slide complexes. Do everything like that. Maybe even Swim Up Bar. I'd be okay with that. Swim Up Bars are great. They are. Uh, 2019, this was kind of the first of the big, you know, expansions, putting in a B&M hyper on the, what is it? The east side of the park, west side of the park. I don't even know anymore. West side of the park next to all those businesses behind the white waterfalls and demon putting in a B&M hyper right there. Um, I think that'll do great for attendance and make it that signature ride. Maybe B&M will come up with something and they'll have a new signature, you know, element. But mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just on par with Mako, right there, that's that's all you need. That's true. All right. And what are we doing in 2020? Well, 2020 is the year-round edition. So the, the park's going to not close for the end of the 2019 season. And 2020, it's going to be year-round. We're going to have Flat Ride Plaza. We're going to add... Hopefully, two of those refurbished rides that Cedar Fair is pulling from Europe. Uh, fingers crossed on maybe like a Bayern Curve because oh, those are those. definitely they're so good, definitely awesome. Um, I could also see something like maybe them try to re- bring back like an old classic whip or something like that. Or Ooh, has anyone ever has anyone done like bringing a back modern a whip? I mean, you see the kids' whips; those are circles, though. Like, they're not whips. At like Planet Snoopy, but um, uh, Peanuts Five Hundred, yeah. I could, yeah. That yeah. Um, and then along with that, one of those uh, Skyhawk style from Canada's Wonderlands, the flight flyer where you try to flip yourself upside down. Those are the Gerslauers, right? Yes. Okay. The Gerslauer Sky Roller. I think they're cool. I think tower rides are good for a park because then it stands up on their skyline. You can put cool LED lights on it, and then you can see things happening up in the air. You know, uh-huh. it's one thing to see uh, just a tower or to see like a lift hill, but if you can actually see like a ride doing its spins and flips up in the air from a distance, that's really cool. Yeah. So I definitely think that, and then two other flat rides, put that over in the old Invertigo plot of land mm-hmm. that's just been sitting there with grass since they took the ride out. Uh, and then uh, 2021, 45th anniversary, big changes come into the park. We're adding a slingshot. Adding a slingshot. And we're doing a whole night kind of entertain, well, more of like an entertainment district, very similar to your, your city walk at Universal or your, you know, Disney Springs or downtown Disney, depending on what Disney property you're at. Um, it'll be open during the day. It'll be shopping. There'll be restaurants. There'll be bars and all that stuff like that. I think, I think this park is due for it. I think the area is ready for something like this as well. But, you know, I got to say, of all the additions, I think the year-round park is the one that I'm most excited for. <laughs> um, I think the idea of this park, instead of having a terrible off-season, it doesn't get that cold in Northern California. It just stays mild. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's it's perfect for for that area. Discovery Kingdom does it. Cedar Fair, it's time for you to step up and also do that. Exactly. So what do you guys think? Let us know. We want to hear from you. I know we got this. Lucas. I, I think I think the the year round and the city walk area 
I think those are the ballsiest predictions we've made for any of our parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think those are a little more ballsy than adding a boardwalk on the beach at Cedar Point. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think you're right. It could be crazy, crazy goodness. All right. So if I want to get a hold of Drew, I'm going to look for him on you know, Twitter, at Drew the Intern, um, at YouTube.com, which we found out, YouTube.com slash In The Loop Podcast works. Yes. That'll take you to your In The Loop channel on YouTube. Also, Drew the Intern, I can find out what you're drinking on Untapped. Yeah, at Drew the Intern, you can find me on Untapped. I love the fact that if you look on the YouTube website, at the bottom of all of our links, or at the bottom of the um, description of all the videos, has all of our social media links, and my Untapped is on there. <laughs> I love Untapped. It's a good thing. So send send him friend invites so that you can know what he's drinking, and he'll know what you're drinking. And then you can give him cheers and thumbs up to what he's drinking. Mm-hmm. You can reach me on Twitter at the park guides. Um, it's not updated too often, but I do. That's where I'm going to reply to you with questions about the show and everything like that. You can also ask me questions on that channel on that name as well. Uh, YouTube. I'm at the theme park guides. I don't have a URL yet cause I don't have enough subscribers and I drink a lot too on, on, on untapped at Eisentrout. And you can also get our Twitter account for the, the theme park blueprints, and that's going to be at park blueprints. And also email us at themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. That's where you, you can send your predictions for the, for the park that we just, um, we just did. And you're not limited to 140 characters. No, you can send us as long of an email as you want. And if you send us an email, we're going to read it on the air. You could probably send us an email that says, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. And we still probably would read it. We might actually even add an extra you suck. Yeah. So I hope this episode was great. This I was worried this wasn't going to last long. And it's it's ending up like a regular length episode for us. So Yeah, look at that. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the commercial at the end. I love this one. So, And uh, until next time. I don't know why I just said that one because we didn't. We've never said that before. Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Um, until next time. So thank- what a day, what a place. Maybe we'll come to your park next. We're really bad at coming up with this ending catch. We, we need to figure this out. Hey, people, send us a, a, a closing maybe, and we'll we'll think about it. Good night, San Diego. Stay classy. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to stop. And stop. (laughs)